Hello, hello. Welcome one and welcome all to the Around the World podcast. It's me. I am your host, the one, the only Clark Van Deventer. This week, we are going to Chile. Uh, More on that in a minute, though. Uh, For a number of years. All right. How did this podcast come to be? Right. So for a number of years, I've been teaching a class and this class has had several different iterations started in my house with my kids and their friends, became an online class that you can find at outschool.com. Each week we visit a different country. This week, Chile. Last week, Argentina. Week before that, not a country, a continent, Antarctica. Before that, New Zealand. All right. And when new students sign up, I tell them three things. All right. So you're a new listener. Here are your three things. Uh, First, facts, right? Each week you come to class or you tune into the podcast. Each week you're going to learn some facts. Like this week, Santiago, capital of Chile. That's a fact, all right? Or there's about 20 million people in Chile. Fact, all right? Most powerful earthquake ever recorded. 9.5 on the Richter scale. That happened in Chile. The year was 1960, and that's a fact. And if you come to class or listen to this episode, you're going to pick up some facts. But two more things should happen if you stick with me for a while. All right. Second, you should get really good at global geography. Um, And third, all of us over time, myself included, all of us ought to be growing in our love and appreciation for the amazing and diverse world that we live in. All right. So that's it. Uh, three goals. By the way, if you have kids or no kids who are nine-ish to 13-ish, I'd love it if I saw them in my classes. Or you can go to outschool.com, search for Around the World with Mr. Clark. I teach a bunch of other classes as well for students all the way up to high school seniors, all sort of in that social studies or humanities area. Go to outschool.com, search my name, Clark Van Deventer, or check out the link to the classroom in the show notes. You can also email me if you're having trouble finding finding these places. Uh, around the world with Mr. Clark at gmail.com. All right, without further ado, let's talk Chile. Um, can you find it? Can you find Chile on the map? Um, It's the long, skinny one on the West Coast, bottom half of South America. Closest country in the world to Antarctica. Sort of wraps around the bottom part of Argentina. Um, Now, if you Google it, if if you just go to Google and say, what's the longest country in the world? Google will tell you Chile. But Google's wrong, all right? In fact, I just did it. On my computer, I just did it. I typed in, what's the longest country in the world? And Google tells me, uh, it it says, I'm reading it, um, Chile, the longest and narrowest country in the world, flanked by each side by the Andes Mountains and the Pacific Ocean. Um, All right, now, I love questions with complicated answers. Um, And of course, the question to what's the longest country in the world 
All right, just like the question, what's the longest river in the world? Or what's the highest point on earth? The question, what's the longest country in the world? Well, it's complicated. Um, but okay, first a diversion. Longest river in the world. Longest river in the world. What say you? Is it the Nile? Or is it the Amazon? I'm guessing that a lot of you, when I ask, what's the longest river in the world? I'm guessing that a lot of you answered in your own mind, the Nile. Maybe some of you answered the Amazon. Maybe the fact that I'm asking this question, is it the Nile or is it the Amazon, has you going, well, wait, wait a second. I thought it was this one, but maybe it's that one. Um, do you know? Do you know what the longest river on earth is? The answer is really complicated. All right, but that's a topic for another day. Highest point on planet earth. You know the highest point on planet earth? Of course, you want to say Mount Everest, right? But that, that question is complicated too. All right, so the way I put it is this. If you want to be standing on planet earth and you want your feet on the ground, Right, like you, you are on planet Earth. You're not on a structure. You're not in a building. You're on planet Earth. If you want to be on planet Earth and you want to be as close to space as possible, where do you go? All right, and and you're like Mount Everest, but but if you said Mount Everest, you would be wrong. If you want to be on planet Earth, standing on the ground, and as close to space as possible, you don't go to Mount Everest. You go to Mount Chimborazo in Ecuador. So the earth is not a perfect ball. It's a little chubby in the midsection. It's called the equatorial bulge in Ecuador, pretty much right on the equator. Mount Chimborazo gets a little boost. So highest point on planet earth is a bit of a complicated question. As is, what's the longest country in the world? All right, so first, let's clarify. Longest country in the world, north to south. All right, if we're talking east to west, all right, we got to talk about Russia. Um, but we're talking north to south. And if I just look at a map, just go get a map. If you just look at the map, Chile looks like the winner. Partly because it's so skinny. At its widest point, Chile is only 217 miles wide. That's its widest point. It has an average width, average width of 110 miles. Even in a highly mountainous country, right? The Andes Mountains running along the length of Chile. Uh, even in a highly mountainous country where road travel can be complicated and slow, you're never really more than three hours from the ocean in Chile. Uh, and because Chile is so skinny, it looks longer, right? Like, just if you have two people who are the same height and one is super skinny, if you just picture those people, right? The skinny person is taller or seems taller, right? All right. But back to this question. What is the longest country in the world? North to South, Canada. Canada's in the running, but only if you include all those islands that are part of Canada to the north. Uh, all right, so longest country in the world, not Chile, um, not Canada, not Russia, 
Um, do you have a guess? I'm telling you, it's not Chile. It's not Russia. It's not Canada. So do you have a guess? Think about it. Think about it. The answer. I know. I wouldn't have guessed this either. Brazil? Brazil is the longest country in the world, north to south. That's right. If you could pick up Chile, and I'm, I'm looking at the map right here. If you could pick up Chile and position the very top of Chile at the very top of Brazil, you just pick it up, move it over there. You, you'll see that when you get to the bottom of Chile, there's still more Brazil to the south. I know it's crazy, right? Brazil's just a little fat. Doesn't seem as tall. Um, Chile is, obviously, regardless of how long Brazil is. Chile is ridiculously long. If you could pick it up and turn it sideways and sit it on the U.S., it stretched from San Francisco to Rhode Island. Um, or if you move, put it north to south, you're like in the middle of Canada all the way through the continental United States all the way to Mexico City. If you could put it on top of Europe and kind of turn it and angle it, it'd go all the way from the very north of Norway all the way to Morocco. So it's long and skinny, has more than 4,000 miles of coastline. Great skiing in the Andes Mountains. In fact, I have a friend in Tahoe who's an instructor at Heavenly. She's PSIA national team. By the way, I did a clinic with her six or seven years ago, probably. Had a fall, a really, like, really bad fall. She said it was the worst fall she'd ever witnessed firsthand in her entire life. Now, when I'm thinking about where she skied and who she skied with, for me to have what she calls the worst fall she's ever experienced in her entire life. For me, that's like bragging rights. All right. Um, anyway, she's an instructor at Heavenly in Lake Tahoe during our Northern Hemisphere winter. Then she goes south. And during the South American winter, uh, she runs the ski school at Portillo, Chile. Uh, to get to Portillo, fly into the capital of Santiago. Drive from Santiago to Portillo. It's about two and a half hours. Um, Santiago, the capital, between a quarter and a third of the entire country lives in Santiago. Um, so about 20 million people in the whole country, 5 million in Santiago. So about a quarter. But if you're going to talk about the outlying areas as well, the San Diego metro area, the population swells, and it's more like a third of the country in the Santiago metro area. But again, um, this is a small country where you're, you're never really far from the ocean. We could go skiing in Portillo, which is near the Argentinian border. All right, finish up our day of skiing, go to the coast, Valparaiso, one of the most popular beach and tourist destinations in Chile. We could go skiing in the morning. In the afternoon, drive to Valparaiso, three hours, all right? Uh, to drive from the very north of Chile to the very southern parts of Chile, and the further south you go, the more complicated the roads are. Um, but to drive the length of the country from north to south, you're looking at about 60 hours of drive time, all right, by comparison. 
um, about the same distance would be to drive from Greenwich, Connecticut to San Francisco, California. Um, that would take 43 hours. So about the same distance, right? Remember I said, just put, put uh, Chile on the map, turn it sideways, your Rhode Island to, to San Francisco. If I wanted to drive from Greenwich, Greenwich Connecticut, right by Rhode Island um, to San Francisco, 43 hours. Uh, about the same distance in Chile, 60 hours north to south. Um, El Tatio in Chile, lar uh, second largest, second largest geyser field in the world. Um, can you name the largest geyser field in the world? Um, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. All right. Um, if you live in the United States, it may be the only geyser field in the world you know of, uh, which is the largest geyser field in the world. Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming. Um, lots of geothermal activity in Chile, though. Great mountains, great hot springs, geysers. Uh, Chile has 500 volcanoes that are quote-unquote active. 60 of those volcanoes have recorded eruptions in the past 500 years. Um, in Argentina last week, the kids were introduced to Che, so there's a Cold War thread. This just kind of just gets mentioned in class last week, this week, next week, maybe beyond that. Um, so Che, figure in the Cold War, uh, he was mentioned last week. This week, we see the U.S. back a military coup uh, by military dictator Augusto Pinochet. 1973. And why does the United States back a military coup? Because the guy running the coup was not a communist. <laughs> okay, that's it. Like, I don't care how bad he is. He's not a communist. The Cold War is going on. It's 1973. Um, Pinochet reminded me that I had to add because I already had my class ready. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Pinochet. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about Pinochet. Uh, I got to talk about this guy. So years ago, when I was working at the historic home of President Ronald Reagan, I got to spend some time with Jose Piñera, who was the architect of Chile's privatized social security system. So, right, we have social security in the United States where you just pay money to the government and it's going in a lockbox that, uh, that Al Gore talked about. I don't know. This is like a total diversion. Um, but Chile privatized social security. So everyone has their own private, private account. That's like uh, traded in the market. Um, when he ran for president in 2000, uh, privatizing social security was supposed to be one of the big agenda items of president George W. Bush. And Jose Pinera was like advising George W. Bush on this. And it was a big deal. Go back and, and search and see what Bush was campaigning on in 2000. Privatizing Social Security was one of the big things. That's why Al Gore was talking about the lockbox. Um, Jose Pinera is at the center of this. Uh, then, of course, 9-11 happens. The stock market tanked. And, and privatizing Social Security became like just a, you couldn't talk about it right now of course the stock market has like gone way past whatever it was in 2000 or 2001 but still 
um, the the Bush presidency ended up having a whole different tone after 9-11, the war on terror, all that stuff, right? Um, but I do remember Jose Pinara. Uh, and despite Pinochet being an authoritarian dictator, he did introduce some very positive economic reforms to the country. Uh, by the way, Jose's brother, Sebastian, was the man who introduced credit cards to Chile. Like he was the one who had the banks that brought the first credit cards to Chile. He's now a billionaire, twice elected president of Chile. Um, and to add just more to the story, Jose and Sebastian do not get along. They're like enemies. All right. So that's, that's Chile. Uh, next week, we've got Bolivia. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Clark Vand. I post photos of my travels, my adventures, my kids, my food, me running. <laughs> uh, and if you look at my Instagram bio, I have a link to my OutSchool classes in the bio. Uh, you can always email me around the world with Mr. Clark at gmail.com. And I'm not hard to find. Like if you really want to talk to me, you can. Right? Just Google me. You can find me. Google Clark Van Deventer. By the way, I would love it if you would tell someone about this podcast, share it on social media, tell your friends about it, review it, give it a great rating wherever you listen to podcasts. I would appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.